Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Corny Charter Podcast. I'm here today with Jessica Franson. She is the creator and founder of Campo. I have my diffuser over there, so you can't see it, but I have the little uh, oils that go in it here, and they smell incredibly yummy. Uh, I love the roller one, too. So I am delighted to have you here. Join us and tell us all about it. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. Thank you for being here. So tell us, what, why did you start Campo? What And how did you get into essential oils and yeah, how did that all come about? So it's been a really fun journey for me Um, to start. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So I've always had that kind of spirit where when you see a a need or, you know, kind of a problem solution, I've always been really, um, that's always attracted me in a big way. My dad started a company called Simple Green, which is this on-purpose, non-toxic cleaner. And so that was back in the 70s. So I think spotting things and seeing a need in a community has always been, again, kind of ingrained in me. Yeah. And so this is really my story with Campo is exactly that. Um, this was, gosh, now I think we started Campo about seven years ago. And I started with my best friend, a childhood best friend. And we're both California natives. She had moved back to Texas for love. And so I was going back to see her new home and, and I was getting settled in her house. And as I got settled, she saw my mini apothecary that I always travel with. And then she saw my favorite perfume because I'm very, very sensitive to smell, good and bad. So that's been a gift that I've had since I was a child. Mm. And so she's like, oh my goodness, I have the exact same perfume. And then she goes, check out my apothecary. So from like floor to ceiling, she had a cabinet full of essential oils. Mm. So that night after catching up, we both kind of were talking about our, you know, our daily lives, being busy working mothers, all of the things that we need, some of the things that we're lacking in our lives. And one of the things that we really struck a chord with this is essential oils. We're like, why do they have to be in the crunchy aisle? Why do they have to smell stinky? Why do you have to pre-blend them? And so instead of saying, asking those questions, we actually asked ourselves a district question. We said, what if Tom Ford and Apple had an essential oil baby? What would that look like? It would be clean, modern, intuitive, have knockout healing powers, smell intoxicating, jet set ready, meaning it can go to and from work, in and around your home, when you travel, um, and then have beauty benefits. So if you're going to have a carrier oil, why not make it a top shelf carrier oil? And that was the other thing we thought, my goodness, let's really have everything, if we had it and created it for ourselves, we wanted to have intention and purpose. So everything about it would have to be, you know, Jessica worthy, Jill worthy, because we wanted to make it for ourselves. So that's how we started this whole conversation. And from there, the other piece that we thought was missing is Instead of having to go and have, you know, maybe five different essential oil single notes to create an ethos, that's what we call them. And we started with uh, our daily rituals of energy, focus, relax, and sleep. 
because we felt that's what was missing in our lives. And if you walked up to anybody universally and said, do you need more energy? Do you need to focus? Do you need to relax and get better sleep? Who would say <laughs> no to those you know, four questions? And so we thought that would be something really special to also bring to market is pre-blending these. So that takes all the guesswork out of it. We do all the research. We source all the most beautiful ingredients. And that actually came uh, to be a big part of what we, why we came up with the name Campo. We spent about a year sourcing all of our ingredients from around the world, from the most beautiful fields and countrysides, where we bring them back here to the States. And so Campo means fields or countryside in Italian and Spanish. So that's how we got going with Campo. That's kind of the initial um, story of how we started it. And I actually went and learned how to make perfume. And so that made it special as well, because we wanted to have it be almost perfume, you know, worthy. Where And we blend it with a top, middle, and base note. So, you'll, you know, in any one of our blends, there might be, you know, four to six ingredients. So another thing that we're really proud of, it's, it's like getting a little bit of a slice of luxury. We use ingredients like neroli and uh, sandalwood. These aren't common ingredients that you would find in other, other um, essential oil brands. And if you had to go out and buy yourself a little bit of neroli, I mean, it's very cost prohibitive. So we give you that little bit of slice of luxury and it's at a really approachable price. So it's approachable luxury as well. That's awesome. So can you talk a little bit about essential oils? I feel like they're, they've become kind of trendy and there's a, a lot of uh, misinformation, I think, around them, right? Both good and bad. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about what they actually are, what uh, they can do and why? I, I feel like they were kind of demonized for a while as well. So maybe you can talk about that. As yeah. Well. So for essential oils, it really is. Um, I think you could walk up to almost anybody and say, um, have you heard of essential oils? And the answer will be yes. But if you ask someone, do you know what an essential oil is? Then I think people would start to fumble a bit. <laughs> and so an essential oil is really, it's beautiful. It's very basic. It's the essence of a plant. And that could include twigs, leaves, flowers, the whole plant. So mm -hmm. it's literally the oils and the essence of the plant. And you extract the oils. And then you get the benefits of those oils from the plant. There's uh, two basic ways that we use for um, extracting those oils. We use steam distillation which is steam water when you go in with those, you know, flowers, twigs, plants, the whole, whatever you're trying to extract. And then after all the oils have been um, pulled out of the plant, then we separate the oil from the water. And then you're left with 100% pure natural oil. So that's, that's one method. And then that's mostly, um, then the other second method is um, cold press. And that would be typically used for citrus base. So the brines of like oranges, citrus, um, grapefruit, anything in that family. So those are the two that we use to express and to um, distill our essential oils. So that's an essential oil and how you get the essential oil. Then the next question really is, or is what is aromatherapy? So you have the oil, what do I do with it now? So how does this affect me? How does it get into my bloodstream? What is it doing for me? What are those mm -hmm. benefits? Nice. So aromatherapy is how essential oils enter the bloodstream. And it really does happen almost immediately. And the effects that you start to feel from essential oils are almost instantaneously, which is wonderful. Um, there's uh, three ways that you can experience essential oils. One is topically, so you would apply it to your skin. Yeah. And then the second would be inhalation, so through your nose. And then the third would be through a diffuser, and then it is diffused with water and a little bit of uh, essential, they're tiny little micro uh, particles that go into the air. And then again, they're inhaled into the body. So those are the three ways that essential oils can get into the bloodstream. Now, there is a fourth way. We don't promote that, which would be ingestion. And so that's just not something that we, we promote. We think that you can get such great benefits by putting it on topically, by inhaling it. 
um, or just having a passive way by just letting it be in the in your room instead of it's like cleansing the room naturally, you know, swapping candles for an essential oil, which is 100% natural. So you're really getting the benefit of not having in synthetics, you know, that can lead to so many other health challenges that, you know, with your endocrine system. So those are some of the really basic benefits and aromatherapy. How it affects you is that when you're breathing it in, especially through your nose, it's connecting through your olfactory. And then that's connecting to some of the deepest parts of your brain that connect memory and emotion. So it's tying all of those, um, the benefits of the oils, it's getting into your bloodstream. And so it can literally help you from the inside out at a, at a um, from your nervous system. Um, and then from a memory emotion, it can also affect you in that capacity as well. Wow. So I, we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording. You were saying you have a very sensitive uh, olfactory sense. Uh, my fiance is the same way. He like good or bad. He has a really good good sniffer. Um, I'm not so much. Like <laughs> smell, I'm kind of impervious usually, and I, I that's probably not a great thing because it 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 is kind of your first detection for warning, right? Uh, I think oh, that's cool. why during pregnancy, a lot of women say that their sense of smell becomes heightened. And I think it is a protective, uh, you know, mechanism. But I'm curious, though, for the essential oil, then is your sense of smell uh, very uh, affected by the, like, is the effectiveness of it contingent on, like, yeah. how strong or, or do you, it's just about the, uh, you know, it crossing the, uh, like just the inhalation process of the oils itself. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to have a deeper experience because I have a heightened <laughs> smell than you. The effects will be the same for both. I might have the more visceral experience, meaning I could smell and enjoy it more right. versus maybe not. But aside from that, no, that every, <laughs> everyone's going to respond to, uh, you know, um, an essential oil or an aspirin, you know, whatever you put in your body, food, everyone's sure. going to assimilate things differently. Sure. But I wouldn't say, you know, some people better than others, but in general, everyone, it, that shouldn't, your sense <laughs> of smell should not affect the benefits <laughs> of essential oils. And to your point, you know, our sense of smell is our, one of our most primal senses and it, mm -hmm. you know, it dates back and, you know, essential oils, you know, you talked about how it's gotten trendy and such and to a degree, yes, it has. And there is some misinformation out there. But when you look back, you know, essential oils started being used like at 4,000 BC with the ancient Egypt, Right. And so they were using it for medicine. It was plant medicine. We didn't have all these manufactured, you know, medicines out there. It was literally that's how people treated and helped to have, you know, help themselves feel good, to stimulate appetite, to um, even then as it kind of went through the ages, you know, if you look at some of the periods of time when things didn't smell so good, people would walk around with, you know, little bus, uh, I think they were called nosegays, and that was flowers because that's your sense of smell. And when when your sense of smell is activated and alive, everything else follows and it really helps with your circulation. Um, I mean, the benefits are endless and that's why with all of our different collections and I can touch on that a little bit further too, is we started with the daily rituals, which is kind of like your foundation. We feel mm -hmm. like if you set your day with these daily rituals and you use, I mean, you wake up in the morning, you use energy and in the middle of the day when you're, you know, instead of grabbing for that cup of coffee, you use the focus blend, you know, towards the end of the day when you're heading home and you might need to like take yourself back down to planet earth before you walk in the door and get, you know, <laughs> loaded up with all, you know, I need, I want, help me, help me. And, you know, you can kind of bring yourself back to planet earth. And then again at night with our sleep blend, that's meant to really design to get you to a really restful place, knock you out and keep you in that really, you know, deep sleep. So, 
that's our daily rituals. And that kind of sets you up for success to keep going. And again, because when you get proper sleep and when you set yourself up to be able to be in a position to get proper sleep, that's when your body is at its best. It's, you know, all of your cellular renewal. Um, it can help with irritability. I mean, the list goes on and on. And and then true to some of the um, more vanity pieces, it's like, that's what's your beauty sleep. So whether the cellular renewal is coming internally where your organs are healing and things of that nature, or if it's from the more of a topical, like, you know, your skin's glowing and you, you know, you wake up and you feel refreshed. So those are things that were important to us as well. And kind of touching on um, a couple of key basics about essential oils. You mentioned you like the roll on and then yeah. we also have the pure. That was another important part of when we were creating the brand. We wanted to take all the guesswork out. So our pure oil is in a bottle that's made of violet glass. And so if you actually held it to the light, you would see that it, was, it has a violet uh, hue to it. But when you look at it in just regular light, it looks like it's a black bottle. And the reason we chose this glass is because it helps to harness the natural energetic properties of the oils while also blocking out any of the harmful UV rays. So it helps with its shelf life. Right. So when you're using any pure essential oil, we always recommend that you use a carrier oil if you're going to be putting it onto your skin topically. So your skin is your largest organ and the 100% essential oils are pretty potent. So again, you always want to dilute it with something like it could be any type of carrier oil and carrier oil could be a lotion. It could be olive oil, coconut oil, you name it. Um, or just, you know, if you're getting into a bath, you know, water and oil. So anything that's going to dilute the 100% essential oil. So that's one kind of essential oil basics 101 is dilute a pure oil before you put it on your body. Um, and then that kind of took us to our next thing, which was our roll-on. And we wanted that to be pre-blended so people didn't even have to think about it. Oh, I don't have to worry about a, you know, a carrier oil. So the roll-ons are already pre-blended to the perfect amount of essential oil to carrier oil. And we thought, well, let's take it a step further from there. If we're going to use a carrier oil, let's use the most beautiful top shelf with beauty benefits that are nourishing and hydrating. So if you look at the number one ingredient for our roll-ons, it would be um, jojoba. And the reason we use jojoba is because that's the closest to your body's natural sebum. So it absorbs more quickly. Um, it doesn't leave a, a greasy residue. It really finishes off nicely and you just have like glowy, dewy skin. Um, we also have in any one of our ethos, so if this is energy, it'd be available in the pure, the roll-on. And then we also have in our energy and relax, we have a body oil so that you can really place, you know, all over your body. Um, so with the roll-on, what's really cool about that is it's a just awesome multitasker. And um, I can I can speak to the uh, pulse points if you want, because the pulse points are important because yeah. those are places of your body where there's a lot of nerve endings. And so yeah. it, the, um, the essentials are absorbed more quick, quickly into your bloodstream if you apply in those areas. Oh, So the main areas for your pulse point or application points would be your temples behind the back of your, your uh, ears, like below your neck there. Um, the crook of your arm, um, behind your knees, and then the bottoms of your feet are another wonderful absorption point because that's like, I mean, it's probably one of your biggest absorption points. So one of the things I like to do with the roll-on is I'll roll it into my hand really slather and then pot, pat the bottoms of my feet so that you're not, you know, put, using it on your face and then using this roll-on on the bottoms of your right. feet. Um, and with the roll-on, we came up with a really great uh, ritual that we call the infinity ritual. And whether you had the roll-on or you had a peer, you could use your finger as a, as a placeholder. But we like to take the roll-on and we make the infinity symbol in the palm of your hand. And you do that eight times. 
And then you rub the oils together in your hands to activate them eight times. Everything's at eight. It kind of makes it simple, right? Infinity, eight, uh, rub them together eight, eight times. And then you take eight deep breaths in and out. And as you're doing that, you you know think about your intentions, think about what you need, and then inhale the good, exhale the bad. And literally, that's like a ritual you can do, you know, wake up and then do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And throughout the day, as you need it, you could do it at a stoplight. You could do it at your desk at work you know, before walking into a meeting. And so that's something that we've found people really want to know, how do I, how do I incorporate this into my daily life? So that was something that even though it's very simple and basic, it's just a really simple tool. And once you know it, you're like, okay, I can do that, you know, really simply. So if you don't have a roll and you could use any essential oil, put a couple drops in your hand with that carrier oil, and then just use your finger and make that infinity sign. Think about the, the intention or the manifestation that you want. Again, rub your hands together, eight deep breaths, and then off you go. Oh, that's awesome. So can you talk a little bit about like what is, because you have these uh, different types, you, you know, like the energy, the relax and the sleep. And can you talk, speak a little bit to the the types of essential oils? And then you had mentioned how they were essentially our first like medicine. They were our first, mm-hmm. uh, right, before we had the uh, petropharmaceuticals, right? Yeah. So what, I I mean, I know it would take forever to go through all of them and like what all their properties are, but could you speak to maybe some of the like more common ones and what their uses are and how they work as, how they work in medicine? Yeah. Right. So that's exactly why when we started our daily rituals, we wanted it to be so straightforward. So if you're like, oh, I'm feeling lethargic, I need, you know, energy, it's like right between the eyes. Okay. So what, how we start to look at a blend when we're going to create one is we would look at there might be, you know, 100, 200 oils that could potentially produce the frequency of energy and help be uplifting and that, say it's uplifting, soothing, and those kind of things that we want. Right. So from there, we look at those ingredients and then we look at, okay, of those ingredients, which ones smell the best? Like which ones would we want to like, you know, really incorporate into our daily lives? So then that starts to narrow the field a little bit. And then third, we would look at which ones are the most universally maybe accepted in terms of like photosensitivity, you know, just whatever the case may be. Are there any cautions on any of these essentials? And we further would whittle it down to where we felt we had like the perfect blend. And once we identified the the essentials that we want in the blend, then we started going about like doing it like perfume, top, middle, base note, and like keep creeping it up and down until we got that perfect mix of balance of, of smelling good, of the properties to really give you what you needed for that ethos, say for energy. So when you look at energy, a lot of the citrus, bergamots, all of those have really great uplifting benefits. So we didn't just put one in, we put in maybe five that had those same type of characteristics. And then that would follow suit for all of our other blends. So if we were looking at focus, we would look at essentials that have properties that helped you feel grounded, connected. Um, those would be the two main properties that we were looking at when we were tr- creating that blend. And that's basically how we we approached every single ethos that we created. So that's our first collection, which is daily rituals. And then from there, we're like, okay, there's so many medicinal benefits, not just from like an ethos that we were talking about. So we looked at the at our at our, at our body from top to bottom, and what are the most basic pain points universally? And we started with um, we have one for um, it's called Crown for he- uh, for headaches. So that's awesome. It's got like peppermint. It has eucalyptus, and that really helps. Um, calm the nervous system, open up blood flow, create circulation. So, I mean, we've had incredible feedback on that one. In fact, my husband, Justin, I'm, who you've met before from athleticism, yeah. he uses that one quite a bit when he has, um, he helps people with concussion recovery. And he's just like, 
he's over the moon about that. But we get testimonials all the time from people saying, you know, I suffer from um, migraines and I get such relief. And it's, you know, just been so wonderful to have this as a tool. Wow. So that's been wonderful. So again, from top to bottom, we went, we have crown for headache. We have breathe to open up your chest. That is like eucalyptus. It feels like you're in a, in a eucalyptus rainforest. I mean, it's amazing. Um, and that's one of the things I love to do it on a daily basis is I use my peers in my shower. So whatever I feel like I'm needing that morning or as I'm winding down, right. I'll put in, you know, energy in the morning to like perk me up. I'll use, you know, the breathe blend sometimes or I'll use halo or I'm sorry, crown if I'm feeling like a little bit foggy in my, you know, like my head, I'm starting to get a headache. So I think using essential oils in the shower is a really easy way to use them, especially if you're just starting your journey with essential oils. Um, as well as the diffuser, because the diffuser is just so passive. You just plug it in and you just start breathing and it'll do all the work for you. <laughs> so again, from top to bottom, we have a whole host of different essential oils that are pre-blended. We have one called Detox for helping you know eliminate things from your body. Um, we have a, a blend called Mama, which is really special. We created that with um, uh, for Hoke Hospital. And so that's a really special and unique thing about Campo as well, is that we have this really great partnership with a wonderful institution that really sees they want to re reimagine how medicine can come together. And so I'm on different steering committees with them. Um, we actually helped create an, a ritual called RBR, which means it's a uh, relax, breathe, receive. And so they created this really reimagined um, birthing suite and it looks like a four season. You don't see any medical equipment. When you check in, it's got a beautiful chandelier. And they really wanted it, the women to come in and just feel at ease immediately. So they can opt to have a diffuser going. Um, they get their own little care package to like go in and have a rain shower and, and put on uh, our relaxed essential oil to like just really calm themselves. So that's been something that's really special too. Just having that, um, the support of a medical institution recognize essential oils as something that's not woohoo, that they really see the benefits of it. So um, they took it a step further now. We're with their um, Internal Medicine um, Institute, and we're now doing a study on the pre and post effects of essential oils on surgery. So we're putting a lav um, yeah, we're putting lavender on a patient's gown um, on a little cotton ball 20 minutes prior to surgery, and they're documenting all the effects. They're, they're seeing their heart rate, all these things start to come down. And then post surgery, they're using. Um, we're using peppermint for nausea, and then we're using sweet orange to help stimulate appetite, especially with these people that have, have had a lot of, inter, you know, um, like uh, intestinal and things of that nature, Crohn's disease. So that's been just really amazing to like be able to see how we're helping people, not just on a more casual level where people are like, do you know what I'm saying? I, I want yeah. essentials just to give me energy, focus, relax, and sleep. These are people that are having some real kind of critical, either exciting times with having a baby, you know, bringing a new life. Or, hey, I'm so scared, you know, I, you know, I'm going to surgery. I don't know how this, what the outcome is of this. So being able to help people not only from the internal piece of it, but the emotional and the psychological piece of it has been really wonderful too. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I know there are so many, like I, I've seen some of these books where uh, they have like the uh, natural medicine and they they go through a lot of essential oil and they're like this thick. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that. That's what we wanted to do. And, and Campbell really, I think, one of the things we wanted to try to help people is take the first bite of that apple. Let us help you on this journey. And as you get more, as people get more um, versed with it, then they can play around with single notes and doing some of these blends themselves. Mm -hmm. But we really wanted to take all the guesswork out, have, you know, top shelf quality oils, just really make this as 
as effortless as possible so that as people start this journey, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so basic. This is so easy. I can incorporate this into my life. And that was a big part of why we wanted the packaging to be so just universal, clean, modern, Mm -hmm. is we wanted it to be able to rest in any environment and elevate the kind of mood and space. So whether it's at your office, in your kitchen, at your nightstand, it could sit next to, you know, a Chanel bottle or it could sit (laughs) next to your, you know, Apple Mac, you know, at the office. So that was another, it may seem, uh, you know, superficial, but we thought that that would be important because if it's not attractive and you stow it away, then you forget. It's like your vitamins. You stow away, you forget to take them. So we really wanted everything to be like super easy, very intuitive and, you know, keep it on the top shelf so that everybody can, you know, you're reminded to to like, oh my gosh, it's time to do this. Or, you know, that's going to pep me up. Instead of having a third cup of coffee at work, I'm going to go ahead and use some energy. I'm going to use this focus blend to like, you know, pump out those last 10 emails before I get out of the office. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. What, uh, what would you say is really different about like your essential oils versus other? They're very trendy right now. I feel like everyone has an essential oil line or knows right. of one or yeah. So what I would say, this again was part of the reason why we started Campbell was we felt for ourselves, if when you went to go start your essential oil journey, there was basically two ways you could go purchase essential oils. You could go to the crunchy aisle of, you know, Whole Foods or, you know, market. And that experience may be an air nap. You might get somebody really knowledgeable that would help you on that journey and help identify maybe some of the things that you were trying to accomplish in terms of feeling better. Um, or, you, you know, so you'd get all these essentials, you could spend $100 on them, four or five bottles, and then you go home and you go, now what do I do with it? Right. And then the other way to experience essential oils would be you get invited to some, you know, multi-level marketing experience at someone's home where it's a little bit of a pressure cooker. You feel like you have to buy because it's your friend or Aunt Sally. You go home and again, you spent all this money and you, you don't really have the tools to take it to that next level. So that's where we felt we were serving a need in, the, in this space. I think essential oils, you know, they've been around forever. We really want to take the ancient rituals of aromatherapy, the experience of, you know, the art of making perfume, and then make them modern, really bring them forward. And that's where we feel we started out ahead of other people. Now, people may be following us, but that was something that we feel that we, con- you know, was our concept was to make this a really modern experience. Um and then the thing that, you know, I feel that sets Campbell apart from anybody else is it's just, it would, I would make it akin to wine. You could go get a box wine at Target, mm-hmm. and I'm not knocking that, or you could go get a cult wine that might cost you, you know, you know $30,000. So there's a varying degree of, in, you know, integrity of ingredients, and we strive and have always wanted to have top shelf ingredients. And one of the things that we wanted to do, kind of getting back to a slice of luxury is, we're offering this beautiful luxury experience at a very approachable price point. So that's, I think, in a, in a very basic way, what sets us apart. Um, the other thing I'm really proud of is my business partner and I, Jill, um, as mothers, you know, we have that connection to children. And um, we've both been a part of a company called, um, I was a harvester here in Orange County, which every year we raise over a million dollars for Second Harvest Food Bank. And so one of the things that was really important to Jill and I is that we also have a give back platform. And so with every purchase of Campo, we give back to uh, feedingamerica.org, which is the uh, the big umbrella. So you'll have second, har- um, yeah, so the second harvest food banks are more at a local level. And then Feeding America is the largest one. And then they help distribute out to these smaller um, second harvest food banks. So we've felt like, gosh, we're taking from Mother Earth, from all these beautiful you know fields and countrysides. Let's, you know, and then we bring them back where we, we get to enjoy them and then profit from them. So we kind of want to make it come full circle and give back. 
So that's another thing that I think is special. And, you know, we're, we're a family-owned, operated female company. Um, so that makes us different. We're not some big corporate giant. Um, and we're really proud of that. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's beautiful, too. The, the whole uh, giving back to the organization. What do you okay, think? One, I wonder, yeah. One other thing, sorry to interrupt, is the, yeah. uh, getting back to, we wanted to be able to have essential oils be sold at places where people were comfortable shopping. So that was another angle that we felt was very different in terms of an approach. And so we are sold at a lot of beauty places and then traditional stores like Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, um, you know, spas, resorts, um, Tracy Anderson, who's this, you know, big workout queen. I mean, so we got some really like, I feel like we have like all the cool girls are carrying us. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, you'll go places where you feel comfortable shopping. And the other thing that I think's been great about that is, we have a lot of local boutiques. And so, you know, once a week, at least I'm on Zooms, I'm educating all of our different accounts, our retail accounts, so that those people, when customers come in, they're getting a really great education on Campo. And then our website's a really great resource too. We created a, um, it's called uh, Ingredient Field. And so from A to Z, we have every single ingredient that we use and it gives you a profile on it. So if you bought a bottle of, say, Energy and it's got five or six ingredients, you can actually go to our website and see every single ingredient where its origin is, what its history is, what the benefits are. So I think that's a really, we really want to be a resource for people. So whether it's you're just starting out or if you're super educated and you're like, ooh, I want top shelf things and then I could either add to it or, um, so I think that's really special too. And we do it in a very beautiful way. So we don't want to be like this big, like you said, I don't want a big volume, you know, text heavy type of website or um educational pieces we want it to be like if vogue did this how would it look there'd be pictures quotes you know things that get you excited and interested and then you want want to read further like oh now i'll get into the meat of it so that's been our approach as well yeah no i love that and i love the transparency of that because then you know people know what they're actually breathing or putting on their bodies so yeah yeah exactly What are your thoughts on, because you were talking about how, you know, this was really ancient medicine, essentially, and we've strayed very far away from that. But there does seem to be kind of a resurgence of people looking towards more natural healing modalities. And so I'm curious what your thoughts are on, uh, you know, the reintroduction in many ways of essential oils and how that will affect, you know, the current uh, allopathic model and people's approaches to uh, healing and preventative healthcare as well. Right. Well, I mean, I actually, I welcome it in the sense, I mean, you know, we look at, there's a couple of people I'd say are our competitors, you know, you're like, we're, we're better, you know, but what I, when Jill and I started thinking about who's our competition, um, we actually get excited about it because we feel that there's enough space out there for everyone. And we really, there is, to your point, I think there's some, there's some clunkiness and there's some little snake oil kind of feeling vibe about it. And that's something that we really want to clean up. Yeah. Um, so when we look at the, in the industry as a totality and where the, the statistics say it's going and it's just, it's going to, it's already a multi-billion dollar industry and it's only going to continue to grow. We feel there's enough room out there for everyone. And we really, the reason we did this is we wanted to bring more joy into our lives and we want that for others. So whether you're getting it from Campo or someone else, as long as it's quality, that's what we want. And we want people to really invest back in themselves 
And it really starts with your breath. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like it's one of the gifts that we're given, right? And if you can just tap into your breath on a daily basis, and that sounds silly because, oh my gosh, you, you don't live, you know, you stop breathing, you don't live. But how many times have you caught yourself, you're holding your breath or you're breathing like a hummingbird. So, you know, I, we feel that I think the noise will start to clean up a bit as people get more educated. I think it's like with anything, whether it's vitamins, um, mm -hmm. essential oils, uh, different types of healing modalities. I mean, there was times when, you know, acupuncture, people were like, ooh, is that voodoo? And now, you know, I think it's becoming way more mainstream. And yeah, so we really welcome the conversation. And, you know, we hope that being transparent will help people make good choices and, um, you know, read the labels. That's the best thing you could do is start reading labels, whether it's food that you put in your body, things you're putting on your body topically. And the more you can turn to a natural choice, it's, you know, there's no scratching your head. It's better for you. And I mean, if you, there's a list that most people, if they, if they counted how many synthetics are putting on themselves, whether it's through their laundry detergent, you know, soaps, shampoos, perfumes, makeup. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And then the food you're ingesting, you know, half of the food that's out there isn't even real. It's synthetic. So mm -hmm. the more I think, you know, people can just be open to a conversation and being educated and then start their own journey. And that's what would really bring us a lot of joy as well is just to have for people to have better quality of life. So, yeah, absolutely. That's so funny when you talk about breathing. I have a friend who has like a reminder on her phone to breathe. <laughs> and it's like, the, I, I think it's a few times a day actually that yeah. she has this set. It's um, for her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I, I need it. <laughs> I, I had that. Uh, I, I, I was doing stuff yesterday and uh, Friday and I was so nervous. And my fiance is like, breathe, breathe. I'm like, I am breathing. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> breathe. Like, yeah, we do. We we forget. That's a, uh, it seems so basic, but mm -hmm. we, we hold a breath. And the, also to your point is that so much of our environment has been uh, toxified, you know, so we <laughs> don't think about like how th these very basic things like, you know, breathing air and drinking water and the food that we eat has really become uh, synthetic in so many regards and in many cases really toxic. So, right. Yeah. Would You know, another thing I wanted to bring up about essential oils and another collection we have and why we created it. So, you know, again, we've talked about the daily rituals and then you can use it, you know, from, from a very medicinal standpoint, like I have a headache, I'm going to treat this as needed. Um, right. Then we have a mindfulness collection, which is really trying to connect the mind-body connection. So we have a um, love, which is connecting your, yourself to your heart. Uh, mm -hmm. We have gratitude. We have manifest. And then our one of our latest ones is desire, which that's great for like real libido and, you know, really loving oneself. And then have, you know, if you want to express that with others. So that's a fun one because you really, there's so many, there isn't, there's so many different ways you can use essentials to and it, um, to increase the quality of life. It, it just really is so special. And then the last one, which I was kind of circling back to, is our destination collection. So a lot of the oils that we just talked about were all about transforming your body. Like, how do I transform my mind-body connection, get more grounded, connected, getting the medicinal uh, pieces of it? The last collection we created is really fun, and it's our destination collection. And that's based on our California roots. So when you think about California, when you automatically think about the beautiful oceans, right? Mm. But people come to California and then they they realize, oh my gosh, they have beautiful canyons to hike in. They have the desert that has a whole other vibe and energy frequency. Sure. And then we have the woods. So California is just blessed with all of this beauty, yes. you know, beautiful nature. 
So the destination collection is meant to transport you to these places and then transform your mind, body, and soul connection. So you could be in a tiny apartment in the pouring rain, you know, feeling glum, right? And then you could put your ocean diffuser on or, you know, apply it topically and really transport yourself. You visualize your favorite beach, your favorite oceans. I mean, right now, anyone could conjure up feeling sand between your toes, you know, the ice cold water, you know, coming up on your feet, the way the ocean smells, the way the sunset looks, like it, it automatically really puts you in a happy place. So we really felt that that was a special way to connect people to essential oils as well is through this destination collection. So we've got ocean, canyon, desert, and woods. And so those are great too, just swapping out instead of a candle, use one of the destinations, they smell intoxicating. And then you can really think about, you know, some of your favorite places around the world. How fun. So you were saying how this is like thousands of years. How did do people use it in this kind of way in throughout history or? So, yeah. And um, they basically plant medicine has been used since like 4000 BC. And then they started extracting it, squeezing things. Um, they would boil, you know, teas, the twigs and everything. They would bathe in it, um, grind it up. So apply it topically. Um, and of course, ingesting when it's a pure plant, then it's, you know, it would have been differently than a pure oil today. So it's been, yeah, literally, if you go through the, and not just for medicinal, these are for beauty reasons, the so beauty benefits. Um, yeah, it's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. So, you know, we just wanted to reimagine what that experience could look like and, you know, take a lot of some of the woohoo out of it, make it seem, you know, feel more comfortable, like where people are used to their daily shopping experiences, you know, shopping with people that look like them, feel like them and speak their language instead of going to places where they feel kind of awkward or out of place. So that, I think that helps people on their journey as well. Yeah, absolutely. When did you start this? Did you mention We started in 2018. I think 2017 is when we were sourcing, but we went to market in 2018. Okay. Wow. And what has it been like over the, I mean, that's an interesting timing over the past, uh, I guess. Really it has been a five, wild, yeah. wild, wild ride. And um, <laughs> thank goodness I'm not faint at heart because I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've right. built and sold a couple other companies before. But I tell you what, to launch a company, go through COVID, I mean, all the different, and you know, stores are open, stores are closed, you know, online sales are up, online sales are down, brick and mortars up, brick and mortars down. It's been a wild ride, but I will say I feel so blessed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of course. And we're in the strictest state ever. But as far as Campo, we were so blessed to to be in an industry and have a product that people wanted. I mean, people were clamoring for it. So for us, you know, I would look around and see people's restaurants closing. I mean, it would break my heart. And then here we were booming. It was like one of the biggest booms for us, you know, right out of the gate. So we were. We had it was a positive effect on us, I think, because people were there were so much downtime and they were searching for things to help them with their anxiety, to sleep, you know, just everything. The depression, there was so much, you know, people were feeling it all, you know, really deeply. So um, it felt good to be able to help others. And, you know, in some ways, Jill and I, we felt guilty that we were so prosperous when others were, you know, suffering. It really was, it's, it's a unique place to be when you're seeing really that kind of you know, it's hopefully, knock on wood, this will never happen again. That was just unbelievable time for the entire world. So, um, yeah, we feel super blessed. And, um, but we love maintaining the integrity of our company. 
we're growing at a pace that we feel is scalable and you know we don't want to cut corners we want to always know where our ingredients are coming from um you know we always want to be manufactured in the united states we feel like that's really important um so we're going to measure our growth you know to the best that we can and keep it a privately held company Awesome. I love that. Where do most of your oils come from? So you said it's a, a everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So everywhere. So actually one fun example would be when one of the first blends that we did was our energy blend. And I was really excited about it because um, one of the notes I wanted to use essential oils is um, neroli, which is an orange blossom. Neroli is the finest part of the orange blossom. So I had no idea the cost of these things, right? You know, I just, I'm like, let's start an essential oil brand. And then it was really fun because it was almost like a love story, love letter between my best friend and I, because I live in California. She lives in Texas. We'd order mm-hmm. samples, let's say from France or Egypt, wherever they were coming from. And we'd both get samples and it'd be like, one, two, three. How do you like it? And we never knew that there'd be stinky options. You just thought everything was going to be beautiful and grades are beautiful. <laughs> and that's not the case. So we were blown away at like even something like a neroli, which should be just, you know, amazing right i mean yeah. a, a kilo of um orange blossom neroli oil can be like eight thousand dollars so Whoa. that's another thing when i'm sh- talking about how campo's special if the average person had to go out and buy even the smallest like a five ml which is teeny tiny little bit you know that could be a hundred dollars so yeah. that's again where we're saying there's a value of what we do we create these blends that already have like you know sandalwood neroli things that are really you know rose if you had to go out and buy all these little individual ingredients, it would be five hundred dollars. But we right. do it in a way that's so gorgeous, and then you get it at a you know fraction of the cost. It's really approachable. Um, so yeah, with essential oils, I, we we literally source all over the world, and you'll see. Like I said, if you hit our website, um, you name a country, we're probably getting oil from it. So um, wow. Bulgaria and um, lavender. You know, we get we have French lavender, and sometimes we have multiples. If you know. Um, we have single notes that we have, we make them organic. And that was mm-hmm. also another tricky thing that was a learning curve for us as well. At first we thought, oh, we'll make everything organic. Right. As, as we started to test organics, they just didn't smell great. And so we're like, that was one of the biggest, you know, kind of pillars of the company had to be, it has to smell good. If it doesn't smell good, then people aren't going to use it. So what we would then look for is if we couldn't get um, a, an organic then we would look for a wild harvest, which means you can't have, it's not organically certified, but they don't use pesticides and it's grown in the wild. So, so it, what's in, the difference? How It doesn't have the certification and oh. it, it's just, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there are people that grow their things and it's out in the wild and they don't use pesticides and that would be wild grown. Right. So whenever possible, we, that would be our next choice. For the organic certification. But I'm just curious why. So that's essentially is organic. They just didn't pay for that certifying yes. process. But why would that smell okay? And then something that they paid for the certification didn't. It's, well, it's interesting. I don't know if it's the, um, this is what we're learning too, is sometimes I, I call it green. So when I get an organic, I don't know if they just, it didn't come, it didn't have a longer time, maybe in the field or on the vine or what have you. I'm not certain 100%. But what I find when I'm looking at organics, they smell greener than the ones that are non-organic. That's the best word I can use to describe it. So um, if it was an orange scent, if you peeled an orange right now, it didn't quite smell like that orange. It smelled just a little grassier. 
like if you have grass-fed beef, you kind of taste that that there's something I'm trying to put my my put into words how it is. It's just slightly yeah. different. But not all of them, but it's it's taken a longer time to find organics that smell top shelf, like really, really good. Now, some of them are great, but it also depends on what the essential oil is. Some some it doesn't matter as much because they're really potent, like maybe say like a frankincense or um, one of the ingredients that we use. It's so stinky smelly, like icky, icky, but it has incredible, incredible benefits. But we sneak it in like vegetables so you don't smell it. And that is valer- it's valerian root. Mm. So valerian root, if you smell it on its own, it is, wow, it'll literally knock your socks off. It smells like stinky socks. So that was like having to work with that to make sure that we got the right, you know, get the biggest amount, you know, of dosage to help you, you know, have the lights out experience, but also mask the smell. Um, those were really fun challenges to overcome. Sure. But yeah, we source literally from all over the world. And it took it took us over a year to, you know, and we're still sourcing, you know, it, it's never ending. Um, because it's like anything, things dry up, they have better better years, sometimes, you know, not so good of years, you know, the price goes up and down. So that was the other thing we we really thought was important. With our blends, we just keep them at a, we do a blended cost of goods so that it doesn't change. You know, if the price of Neroli goes up, you're not going to be affected by it. It's we're going to absorb those as those hits come. We just wanted to make it again very approachable, not confusing. Like, why is this one so expensive and this one's not? And you know, we're like, let's just create blends that are really beautiful, and we'll we'll average out the cost of goods across all of our um, essential oils. Wow, that's so fascinating. This is like stuff I would never have thought about. Um, really, the organic part of it is really really interesting to me because I would think that that would be important because I'd imagine. You know, if you're breathing it in, things like pesticides and yeah. you know, other uh, components, certainly now we are dealing with, you know, GMO and all sorts yeah. of other uh, not so clean things that we don't want to be breathing in. So there's, right. it, it would certainly be relevant, I would imagine, mm-hmm. but I would never have thought that, oh, that might affect the uh, the smell of it or that that would be difficult to source, you know, something yeah. that meets the standards mm-hmm. and that it. I, I'm I'm wondering how much of that has to do with this. I mean, it just I obviously don't know. This is not my my field at all. Um, but I wonder how much of it has to do with the soil. And you know, I know our soil is very depleted. Certainly in this country, I would imagine that that's the case elsewhere as well. Uh, some parts of the world more so than others. But I I wonder if that. So maybe uh, some of these essential oils that are coming from plants where the soil was at one point much richer. Mm-hmm. I imagine that would point. affect the smell of it. I'm sure. I you. I think that's a very um, logical. Okay. Yes, I, I would too. Okay. In fact, you're now making me want to dig a little bit deeper, and I'm because I. So I do a lot of the front facing, the formulation, and things of that nature. My business partner, she could answer this question. She can get in the weeds with you. She could answer all these questions, okay. and I wish she was here right now. Um, and what I think I recall her saying, because I would see her, I'm like, why do the why do the organics always smell to me greener? And I believe what she's expre- expressed to me is that I think there's less, the, the harvest time's shorter, I think, and like they're not on the vine as long, that kind of thing. So you're you're getting yeah. the greenness instead of it maturing longer. I think that's the basics of it, I think. Okay. Because when you don't have pesticides, you kind of need to pick it at the peak of ripe, you know what I mean? A little bit sure. before somebody else comes in along and has a lunch on it or something. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, that that so, is the end. I, that's a really good question, and I'm going to look into that, and I'll have an answer <laughs> next time we talk, so that I'm not just guessing. But those those are some of the things I have heard, but I'm I can't say definitively. But that's been my experience, and that's what I believe Jill shared with me. Yeah, how fascinating. Yeah, uh, when you're talking about it being on the vine longer uh, or shorter in the case and of organic. I always think of, uh, you know, before we knew or what I know now, but I remember as a kid, my mom would always say that uh, her dad would tease about, and my grandfather would tease about like organic food. Like, well, like, and the joke was that, you know, their, their crunchy friend who was eating the organic apple would bite into it and there'd be a worm in the apple. <laughs> like, and you'd be like, yeah, that's why you use pesticides. So <laughs> there's definitely, you know, I, I tend to, we cover a lot of pretty, uh, you know, uh, sinister kinds of things on here. Some of the darker stuff that is going on in the world. And uh, I think that's definitely real. It definitely exists. But sometimes it's just unintended consequences. Like they were actually trying to make things better. And, right. uh, you know, sometimes they were really just trying to find a way that, you know, crops could survive and you know <laughs> they, they didn't they just didn't stop to think of what were the unintended consequences of that so oh i know i mean i see it like a great example for me visually is like my husband he's really good he'll go to the farmer's market every saturday and come home with all this beautiful fresh fruit, fruit for our family and then of course occasionally i'll buy strawberries um i'll still buy organic i mean we always buy all organic but if I have even the organic ones that I buy from the market versus the ones that come from the farmer's market, the ones from the farmer's market, you know, if we don't eat them within, you know, 24 to 48 hours, they're looking like something different. Yeah. And then the ones that we buy from the market, even though they're organic, they stay pretty for about a week. So even just then you can see there's a difference. You can feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. And something might not be quite 100% organic about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know they're now putting a, a peel, uh, which is. Uh, have you heard of this? Yeah. Oh, it, it's a. It's Bill Gates, and it's it's called. A oh peel. yes, 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 yes. I have. In fact, I think I, re- I was on. It might have been one of your podcasts. I, I'm. It's incredible. Oh my gosh! No. Yeah, this is bad news. On the organic, and they're doing it on organics. I'm like, they're just going from like every angle. It's yeah. So, yeah, but, so but that's uh, like we're totally something. in agreement. Whenever, you know, that's one thing that's really important about Campo is 100% natural. We never use synthetics. And in fact, one of the first products I wanted to create for Campo was a face mist. I was like, oh, oh. I just want to like spray it and, you know, feel so beautiful yeah. and good and refresh. We spent about a year with a chemist trying to help us find, because if you're going to introduce water, you have to have a preservative. And then right. you have to have, to have an emulsifier to, to bond the water and the oil together. Sure. Jill and I, again, we both get our samples and immediately go like, one, two, three. And I'm like, does it smell terrible? It's okay. And we're like, what are we doing? The whole thing that we're trying to do is promote something that smells good so that you'd want to have these essentials as a part of your daily rituals. So we're like, you know what? Until until science can catch up, meaning can they when they can find a 100% natural emulsifier or preservative, we're not going to go down that path. So what we recommend in, instead is make your own DIY. You can get, you know, uh, distilled water, have a little spray bottle, do a little mix of water and your favorite essential oil. So it could be, you know, you could do one that has um, crown when you have a headache. You could do relax when you just want to kind of chill out and put it on your linens. You know, again, you can take any one of our blends and make it into a mist and they're fantastic. And so we like that to be more like almost like meal prepping. Do some on Sunday, stick them in the fridge, use them throughout the week, then start all over. And so you just, it's a beautiful, fresh experience. 
Yeah. Wow. How interesting. What about uh, using them as perfume? I've heard people do that. So we feel, you know, we're a little biased, but we feel that they are perfume worthy. All that said, it's when you give someone the expectation that it's perfume, then they're disappointed because it's not wearable like perfume, meaning it dries down and off because it's a volatile compound, meaning it evaporates quickly at room temperature. So Yes. I, my husband doesn't wear cologne anymore. I use it as my perfume and I just use it more frequently throughout the day. But I would say that would be one of the, if you're not managing expectation, you're going to feel like, well, where did it go? And you get, you start to get used to the scent, right? And right. so it doesn't wear like perfume. And I would say just one other kind of education piece is in general, when you use the word scent versus fragrance, scent right. should mean natural. Mm-hmm. Fragrance should indicate synthetic. Right. As a general rule of thumb. So um, that would be, I mean, we feel they're very wearable. We feel that they are perfume worthy. All that said, your expectation has to be that it will wear and dry down and you'll have to reapply. Right. And what about, because now we're learning, I, I know yours are all natural, but we're learning so much about how scent can affect the endocrine system. You had mentioned that in the beginning as well. Um, so is that something to be concerned about even with natural or is that not? Are there some things that are going to contraindicate with other things? Are there contraindicate? I guess in general, are there contraindications with essential oils? So the ones that we picked are like, we like again, when I said, we looked at the whole spectrum and we chose right. what we felt were the most universally um, compatible to most people. I would say right. there's always exception to every rule, right? And so that's why we always recommend test a little patch, like anything, if you're trying essentials for the first time, to see how your body reacts. Because, I mean, I'm allergic to uh, gl- glue, like stamps, every any kind of glue. Is that weird? Like, so if I wow. lick a stamp, or if I, you know, if I got any kind of surgery and they put surgical tape on me, I get the worst rash. And that's oh, something wow. so benign, right? And so right. that's that's a weird example, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, you know, or some people are allergic to milk. Some people are allergic to you know nuts. So individuality, yeah, <laughs> right. And so these things that can be wonderful in general, you know, there there are one offs, of course. But in general, we feel the the ingredients that we have chosen are very universally accepted, and um, we've never had any challenges. That's great. That's that's yeah. really good to know. Yeah, I I I. It's so interesting trying to now that we know so much about like what can be uh, disruptive, trying to shift everything over to, you know, like scent-free, clean, non-toxic. And then a lot of the stuff just doesn't work. So like you were saying about, you know, like it doesn't wear like perfumes. You need to know what your what, what your trade-offs are. That to yeah. me is not much of a trade-off, you know, that means, okay, I'll reapply it. And right. I, even with like synthetic artificial perfume, I become desensitized. As you discussed, I don't have a great sniffer anyway, but <laughs> I become pretty desensitized within like the first two minutes. So it's like, oh, that's not great. And then I have no idea that I put it on. Other people might, but I, I don't. So that that wouldn't really affect me. I'm like, okay, I'd probably reapply anyhow. But Literally. yeah, so I think something like that though, it's just to to know how that works. Yeah, that's interesting. Um well, it's awesome. I I love the stuff. If you have anything else you want to add, please do. And of course, tell everybody where they can find you and find find the products. Yeah, great. So you can go to our website, campobeauty.com. That's C-A-M-P-O beauty.com. And um, all of our social media handles are at Campo Beauty. And if you go to our website and you sign up for like our VIP um, 
tips and what have you, you'll get 15% off uh, your first order. So that's always a plus. And um, I'm so grateful to be here and to just, you know, dive a little deeper and, um, you know, share this, you know, essential story with you and your audience. So thank you so very much. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story with us. All right. Great. Well, you have a wonderful day. You too. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.